to episode 34 of the Gratitude and Grit podcast hosted by Nick Prohaska and Brad Hokinson. Nick, how are we doing today? I'm sore. How are you? I, I'm equally <laughs> sore and tired. Sore. In a good way. <laughs> so it's been a good week. We've gone through week number one of the benchmark workouts. Yes. Um, so as a coach, uh, you know, being at the classes and stuff, how do you how do you feel it's going and how do you feel like the the community is embracing the benchmark workouts. I think it's awesome. It's, uh, people are receiving it really well and not just people that have been doing CrossFit for a long time, but some of these, some of the people that are new with, you know, within weeks or a month or two of, of coming to KCI. And I think that's awesome. And that's really probably the most important to, to, build in that idea of benchmarking your fitness wherever you're at. It doesn't matter if it's day one or it doesn't matter if it's year 10. Like there's always measuring to be done and, and improvement to be had. So, um, you know, I had, this is the first go around for this benchmark series and we're going to do it again in six months. So I'm excited what we're doing this week and excited to what we're going to be doing next week. I'm more excited to redo it and to compare the data. You know, this is what, what we're doing here is it, take the example like, oh, I want to lose weight, right? Well, if you want to lose weight, you got to step on the scale. And it might not be a comfortable feeling to step on the scale, but you know, like, man, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z so I can get to my goals. So we're, we're just stepping on the scale and, and that's, it's fine. I mean, and some people are slightly discouraged by their results, but, but honestly, the, those results might not matter because it's, it's literally just a baseline for the next point in time. So it's, it, it's super encouraging to, to do it um, and, and to just see and hear people's perspective. And, you know, I, I feel like we've chosen good tests or good benchmark workouts and uh, looking forward again to finishing this week, but then to everything we have going next week as well. Yeah, I would agree. And I think, um, Looking at Zen Planner, the one workout that I had the most of was Jackie, and so I recorded my fourth score on Jackie. Oh, nice! Uh, so, to your point, it is very uh, rewarding and obviously encouraging to see. You know, once you log three, four, five mm-hmm. scores of a workout, you really kind of see the trend. Yeah, and you know, number one, you're probably going to get better from just doing the workout. So next time you do it, it'll be a little bit smarter, a little bit you know, fitter and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. then once your fitness kind of really sets in, um, then you're actually, you know, stronger and, you know, more capable to do the movements and all exactly. that stuff. So it's, uh, it's been fun to watch and going back to Jackie looking at the leaderboard, I think like the top 10 or 12 scores were all PRs. Yeah. And so that's people, there's a lot of people that have been doing it over and over and over mm-hmm. that's on that leaderboard. And so again, it's, it's, it's fun to track it. And totally. generally, as we talked about last time, what get measured gets done and, yep. and you'll see the improvements because you're going to naturally, you're just going to push a little bit harder knowing that you have a previous score. Exactly. And that's, that's a good thing. I think so. Yeah. And again, we're super excited about it. And the, the concept that we are working with, like you just said, is that if you measure it, you're going to work on improving it. And, and we want to measure all aspects of our fitness so that we can improve in all areas, not saying that you're going to improve in every area for today in six months, but you know, over the long horizon, the goal is to improve every single thing. And you know, and that's, that's what it's all about, which is, which is awesome. What we're doing. So what was your uh, favorite workout of the week of this week? Yep. 
Oh, um, in a weird way, the hundred meter sprint. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sprinting is such a different animal. It's such a different movement and pushing your brain and your body into a next gear. And you never move your body with that intensity. You know, we can, you can deadlift a heavy weight or back squat, or you can move a barbell, you know, you can clean and jerk a bunch of weight really fast and that's intense. But man, there's something about 10 to 15 seconds of literally like trying to figure out in your brain how to move your body faster to run, uh, that just fires me up and I, I'm sore from it and I love doing it. I mean, you know, yeah, that, that's probably my favorite. And it's, it's a simple, it's a straightforward test. It's just all about speed. Yeah. But it, to your point, it's literally you're running like your hair is on fire for 15 seconds and you're like, how can something that only lasts 15 seconds be so intense? Right. But it is like you're running it and you're halfway down the track and you're like, oh my God, I am dying right now. Yeah. It's like, I wish I could record the the mental processes that are going on and then what I'm thinking in my head as you're just running, you know, step after step and just trying to figure out how to keep pushing and not fall down. You know, part of that, part of the brain, my brain was like, I just, I literally feel like I'm going to fall down. Like I'm going forward so fast. It's almost on the verge of out of control. Yeah. So there's an adrenaline issue there maybe, but, uh, trying to push the limits but man that for me uh that's that's a fun one least favorite least favorite um ooh. least favorite what'd we do monday i'm drawing a blank. fight gone bad oh yeah fight gone bad fight gone bad was was pretty good um i, I don't think i have a least favorite uh, the 5k i'm learning to appreciate it more and more right you know if i'd say just give me one that I've done right now. That's the least favorite. The five K, only because running is intimidating and uh, long distance. Sorry, running long distance is intimidating. Frankly, for me, it can get boring. I'm super glad we did it on the track. That kept me engaged with it. Um, and I would say the majority of the people that are listening to this are going to say, "Yeah, I'm in that boat." Like I, I don't like running. I dislike running. And and here's my experience with it the more that I've, I've been running and it's not something that I'm practicing, the more that I do it to get better technique and to make it suck less, it actually sucks less. Like, a you know, I, I don't ever say, Oh, I hate running because like, yeah, no, just get better at it and it won't suck as bad. Right. <laughs> so, uh, it's definitely a mental game. It's totally, because, uh, you're not exerting energy like you would be in a workout you're not focusing on a barbell you're not focusing on feet position right and you're just running just moving if you're not listening to music or whatever it's like you and your mind yeah and your mind's just talking to you for 25 (laughs) plus minutes right which i fortunately i had music on i'd be curious to see i've never run a 5k without music so i'm wondering what my brain would actually do (laughs) if i ran ran a 5k with with no music but it's, it's, it's interesting. Like you just, again, I think for me, it just it becomes this awareness of, okay, well, what's going on? Am I, you know, you're breathing hard. How, what are my, what's my body feel like? And, and how am I responding to this lap and the next lap and the next, and you know, you're eight, 10, 12 laps into this thing. So, um, I appreciated it. It, it wasn't a ton of fun, but, but I definitely am not scared of my next 5k. Yeah be fun to do it totally 
All right, so let's uh, talk about the week ahead of us. So we got one more week of benchmarking, and that's going to kick off Monday uh, with the we're going to do a max effort pull ups. Yes, strict max effort strict pull ups, unbroken set to measure strength, uh, yeah. upper body pulling strength. So that'll be straightforward and super straightforward. After six of them, I'll be done, and that'll be <laughs> that'll be eight. that'll be easy. Listen, man, that's. The important number is the next number. <laughs> yeah, that's it. The, the max effort pull-up. Again, I believe that this is a fantastic test for everyone across the board from someone who doesn't have a pull-up to someone who can do six or someone who can do 20. Um, it's just a great test. If, if you are not yet doing pull-ups, we'll have an option for you. Um, I believe we're going to be doing ring rows to a very set standard, so... The, where the, the rings are and where your feet are and we'll go to a standard on a ring row but it's such a simple and easy test and it gives you an understanding of oh my gosh I am getting stronger like period you know and you can measure this one it doesn't take a lot of yeah. practice it's just it just straight up is your, your pulling strength so I'm, I'm a huge fan of this as a test Awesome. And then, uh, so after we do that, then we're going to move into the wad, uh, Nancy, mm-hmm. which is five rounds of a 400 meter run and then 15 overhead squat at 95, 65. Yes. Love the workout. Um, anytime I've ever done it, I really like this workout. Uh, Nancy is a test of a lot of the aspects that we call fitness. You've got to have uh, the cardiovascular endurance, obviously we're running in there. It's a mile and a quarter. Um, you've got to have the overhead squat positioning, which requires flexibility. Um, you know, it requires the mobility of all of the joints. It's a relatively light weight on the barbell. So to do it prescribed, um, is doable for a large population. Uh, but it requires the muscle stamina to be able to do it. 15 reps every round uh, gets to be a lot uh, at a light weight. So it's a it's a great test of just overall, you know, it tests a lot of different things. It's a light weight. It's a, the monostructural is very straightforward. We can sub that run out for a row really easily. So people that, you know, again, aren't running for whatever reason can do this workout um, and, and get the benefit of that test. So, um, might be my favorite one for next week. If I, if I'm calling an early favorite for just me personally, that one might be it. Yeah. I, uh, I'm definitely excited. I've done that one a couple of times. So I have a couple scores logged and, um, actually we've done it in, in 2017 and 2018. So I, it's not like it's, you know, three times over the last eight months. It's, two years apart, you know, one yeah. year or two years. And so this will be nice to do it again. So what'd you get in 2018? Uh, 14 minutes and 40 seconds. Nice. So yeah, that's good. But yeah. That'll be a, that'll be a good one. Uh, Tuesday going to Diane, which is 21, 15, nine deadlift of two twenty five, and then handstand pushups. Mm-hmm. Yep. Diane is a volume workout in a sprint format. Um, that's the way I see it. It's a, you know, 225 deadlift for men and 155 for women, um, is a decent amount of weight to be moving in a very, very short time. This workout, uh, should be five minutes or less. And 
It also now brings in a gymnastics component outside of pull-ups. So it brings in a gymnastics component of the handstand push-ups, which to be able to do handstand push-ups, you've got to have some strength. You've got to have um, the mobility in the shoulder and the T-spine. So it, it, you know, the, the ability to be inverted and to control your body in an inverted position in that handstand push-up is a test in and of itself. So combine a, a mid to high level gymnastics movement with a moderately heavy strength component is a is a really cool couplet um you know that you don't necessarily see this on on the paper when you're looking at that workout but that the deadlift you're pulling with your arms right you're you're resisting the the tension of that barbell a heavy barbell and then you go to kick ups into a handstand push-up and now you're pushing um so the the fatigue on your body is great um you know especially after that first round you get into the your 21 on your handstand push-ups and you come off that and look at the barbell for 15 deadlifts and you're like what just happened and, you know it's kind of like that 100 meter sprint you're like yeah what is going on with my body so yeah it was, it, i was actually just processing that information while you were talking because to me it it looks like it's obviously a leg workout and then it looks like it's a shoulder workout mm-hmm. but then you just elaborated on that a little bit but that was kind of doing jackie and then even a fight gone bad a little bit. But when you do Jackie, you, you row, um, then you come off and you do your thrusters and it really starts to light up your shoulders. Shoulders. And then you go to the to pull do ups. pull-ups. And you're like, how the hell am I going to do 30 like, pull-ups when I can't even touch my you know, You feel like shoulders. jelly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You see that workout and you're like, wow, it looks like a good workout. But you don't factor in while you're pulling on the rower. Yeah. You're pushing the barbell up and then you're trying to pull again. And by that time, your arms just don't know how to operate and then nancy with the run and the overhead squat obviously you're running that much mm-hmm. and you got to come in and you got to go to squat you know so your legs are already kind of yep. like jello yep so to me it's really like collecting yourself there getting the bar above your head and then you got to like focus focus yeah those those overhead squats in nancy you got to focus those are all a, a smooth tempo um that's not something that you know as a beginner, a novice athlete, that's not something that you move through very quickly. It's something where you uh, try to control your body tension, try to control your breath pattern so that you can go and run. Because uh, you're in that workout, you're spending a lot more time outside. You're spending the majority of your time in that workout running. So um, you've got to be able to collect yourself on those squats, those overhead squats on Nancy. Yeah, that'll be fun. Um, so then Wednesday... Uh, it's called the KCI interval test. And so every five minutes for 30 minutes, which equals six sets, mm-hmm. we're going to do 10 strict pull-ups, 15 toes to bar, 20 push-ups, and then 25 American kettlebell swings. Yep. So is that a play on the interval test or is that something that you guys just kind of created, um, as your own workout? Yeah, we did not, we took an interval test we've seen before from a, uh, a gym called Invictus and we substituted, uh, the kettlebell swings, I believe cool. it, it was something else. Uh, wall balls. Sorry. It was wall. It used to be wall balls. So we subbed out a kettlebell swing for wall balls and you'll find out why here in a few minutes. But, um, yeah, that interval test is interesting. Um, it doesn't look like a lot of work, but it compounds quickly. And, you know, there are some skills and rep schemes in there that get challenging 10 strict pull-ups is no slouch uh, to be able to do and I, it's very rarely are those done unbroken um, but then it 
bring in the toes to bar component, get a medium skill level gymnastics component, but it tests you on your capacity there. Push-ups are pretty straightforward, but get taxing. 20 is a, you know, 20 before moving on to the next movement is a decent load. And then um, the American kettlebell swing, we, we plug that in there as the RX is to be a 70 pound for men and 53 for women. So heavy uh, on that American swing. The goal there is consistency uh, of work over a longer duration. 30 minutes is kind of you know, that longer threshold for work. You know, the 5Ks that we were running is 25 to 30 minutes plus. So this is a the longest or the second longest workout that we have as far as a test goes. So the kind of the idea here is work capacity consistently over time. What What can you do and can you do it consistently? for 30 minutes. So it's a great, great test. It's a great workout period. And that's a little bit of everything. Um, that one looks, uh, that one looks a little intimidating. It's good. Yeah. We've, we've done this once. And again, it was an Invictus that the gym's name is Invictus, but Invictus baseline. And we, we just tweaked it to take the, it, it was 25 wall balls. We subbed out the kettlebell swings. Yeah. So the yeah. 20 push-ups is what uh what has me scared <laughs> <laughs> to like do a- to do uh 20 of those and then try and get done quick enough to uh have a, some rest because you get uh 5 minutes and so I'll get done like at 4:40 and I'll have 20 seconds of yeah. rest. Uh grippy workout as well. Yeah. You know, it's it's very taxing on the hands. You know, you see pull-ups, you see toes of bar, you're hanging on to the pull-up bar, push-up bar, you know, or not push-up bar, but the push-ups and then an American swing you're holding on to the kettlebell so taxing on your grip uh, yeah that'll be a, a good one not not having a barbell you know that'll be a yeah. nice one so then speaking of not having a barbell then we'll transition to our last benchmark workout which will be on Friday second to last yep second to last is is Friday yep, which is Karen. Saturday yeah um, so we have Karen on Friday which is 150 wall balls 150 wall balls for time um, simple so simple simple <laughs> it's like a hundred meter sprint simple yeah. baby <laughs> yep i love this workout i've done this i've probably done this workout more than most others um of these baseline or of these benchmarks and others but um karen is a fantastic test of stamina can you stick with it um do you got what it takes to just push and push and push and we you know the legs get fatigued the shoulders get fatigued you don't think about your shoulders in this workout but throwing a ball that much your your shoulders get tired and just your your whole energy system kind of wants to give up on you and you got to override that Um, and this is meant to be kind of a mid-length sprint um, workout you know five to eight minutes so it's it's meant to push the threshold of what you can do consistently with some stamina. Can you do sets of 20 or, you know, some people will go bigger than 20, but it's, yeah. So give me a couple strategies or a couple tips. If you like to work out that much, when you do it, what do you typically, how do you approach it? Uh, most recent time I did it, I think I broke it into, I think I went like 30, 25, 25, 20 that nets me a hundred and then i think i broke it down to like a 15 
maybe 15, 10 or something like that, but 30, 25, 25, 20, 15. The principle that I work with there, my cross, the way that CrossFit math works for me is I always go in descending sets. So I'll start with a bigger set and every subsequent set is going to be smaller. Um, there's a strategy. What is it? 20, 19, 18, 17, 16, 15. I don't remember where that one stops, but that's also a pretty popular one where you're always, your subsequent set is a little less intimidating than the, the one you just finished. Your body's going to fatigue. Your brain's going to want to tell you, no, I can't do that same amount of repetition. So I'm a huge fan of that descending structure. Other people take 150 and they just divide it by, you know, 15 or 20s, which works. Some people do 10s. Uh, I, I like the 10 strategy because it's enough where you can always maintain 10. Uh, you can always do 10 wall balls. It seems like even when you've already done 90 or a hundred or mm -hmm. 120, you can always do 10. So, so I'd say if there's any, you know, strategy that, that I would employ, it's some sort of descending structure. And I think that one was, I did a 30, 25, 25 and something like that, or then a consistent 10 with like a two second, five second break at most. Uh, I think those are probably the two most sound strategies for that workout. And then have you done it where you've done 50 or 70 wall balls right out of the gate? No, but some people have. Um, and do you like that strategy or trying to do a big set right out of the gate? I'm not opposed to it. Uh, I don't think, you know, someone who's, if this is, I wouldn't do that if you haven't done this workout ever or if you've only done it like twice. If you've done this workout two times or three times and you kind of understand your capacity with throwing a wall ball, what you're capable of doing before you completely fatigue like that, I, I like the strategy, but it depends on the athlete. Um, you know, Jacob, you know, if anybody listening knows Jacob, he's done that strategy where I think he's come out of the gate and cracked out like 90. Um, and it's cost him a little bit, but it, it, is a big set and he hasn't had a rest, but he's only able to do that because he knows his limit on just complete failure. Um, you know, this isn't a workout where you want to throw the wall ball until you literally can't do another repetition. You've got to conserve a little bit, not much. You know, you've got to push it to that 90, 95% failure, take a short break and do it again and push up into that 90, 95% failure and do it again. So it is a good strategy. Um, if you know your limits. Yeah. That'll be an interesting one. Um, those are always a tough one. I like your idea of the descending that helps out. And I think the other big takeaway from all the benchmarking is to make sure you log your notes and Zen planner to yeah. try and document your strategy. So Definitely. you can, you know, as you rep, I'm just looking at my past ones and I've done Karen three times and I don't have any of the strategy documented. <laughs> That's surprising. But I did that on <laughs> Jackie. I made sure this time around, I really knocked out my strategy and, now that if we're going to start benchmarking those, it's nice to see. So if you yeah. did, you know, if you did uh, 15 sets of 10, well, maybe next time you can do, Change it. you know, 10 sets of 15. And obviously all that's going to really help out with your, um, all that's really going to help out with your, uh, you know, strategy. And by the time you can decrease uh, the amount of rest breaks, obviously you're going to go a little quicker. Yeah. Yeah. The fewer the fewer times that you rest, the better off you're going to be. Um, but yeah, I completely agree. Obviously recording the results are important, but I'd say equally as important is recording your strategy or any changes or modifications that, that you make to it. You know, the, uh, the max effort pull up is a great example, right? Yeah. Well, if you're not doing 
pull-ups, you obviously need to record like, hey, I did 20, but I did 20 ring rows. Um, because if next time you do the do it and you get a score of five, but you do five strict pull-ups instead of 20 ring rows, well, here you go. You're fitter, but your score is a little bit different. So recording the notes, any changes that you make, but also um, strategy you know, on some of these workouts. Okay. So then... Round us out for Saturday. What's our workout on Saturday? Yeah, Saturday is kind of the finale, and we're going to do the workout and uh, just want to get people to stick around and socialize a little bit afterwards, uh, Memorial Day Murph style. Uh, hopefully the weather is nice, but Saturday's workout is DT. Uh, it's an all-barbell workout. It's five rounds. Uh, you're doing 12 deadlifts, nine hang power cleans, and then six uh, push press. Or push jerks, push jerks. No, I'm kind of thinking. We'll take your word for it. One or the other. You got to get the bar over your head six times. Uh, I think it's a push press, but I, I, it might be a jerk. Anyway, um, so five rounds of that. Um, a lot of different aspects of fitness go into that as well. You've got to have some strength, and you've got to have um, some muscle stamina. It's a, the weight is a little just uncomfortable for the hang power cleans and the the overhead, the, um, the push jerks. So it, uh, it can definitely get to get to you. And there's strategy is important in this workout as well. You, you need to one, choose the right weight. Uh, if the, the prescribed weight isn't the right weight, you know, the strategy is you got to choose the right weight to start out with, but then how do you approach the, the movements and breaking them up into sets, um, is, is pretty important to this. Most people will find them Selves deadlifting 11 reps without stopping. Some need to break that up maybe in later rounds, but you try to do 11 deadlifts. You take a break because then on your 12th deadlift, you deadlift it up and then you don't set the bar back down. You do your nine hang power cleans and you take the bar to your shoulders and you go overhead six times. Um, that's kind of the very stock basic strategy. It's tough to do. You can do it for one or two rounds, but five rounds of this requires a lot uh, on the energy systems. Like you've got to, you've got to be, be on it to get this workout done. So it's a great, great test. And I honestly couldn't tell you last time we've done it. Yeah. I was just looking at uh, Zen planner and I did a July 3rd of 2017 with uh, 115 pounds. So it actually kind of makes you really want to do it again at 115 pounds just to see how much I've sure. improved over <laughs> two years <laughs> with, uh, with the same weight. Yeah. So that'll, but yeah, that's, that's, I only have it recorded one time in Zen planner. So yeah. that one will be fun. It looks like it took me about 16 minutes and 47 seconds. So hopefully it can do much better. Yeah. Yep. That's, it's a plus or minus 15 minute workout. Uh, you know, 135 would be a challenge for me. Yeah. Well, and prescribed is 155 even. So, yeah. Ugh, <laughs> forget that. It just, it just adds like little extra, oof, like, ooh, you know, you, push press 155. No thanks. Uh, it, I, it is a jerk, push jerk. One, uh, so that that changes a little oh, bit. Yeah, push press. Then I'll be, do it. <laughs> changes everything. It changes everything. So, it, that's a good workout. Uh, we wanted that in there just to, again, it, it kind of combines a bunch of different aspects of that. It, it, it scales well that that test scales well whether it's day one or you know year 10 right you're the last time you recorded it you did it at 115 pounds you're a lot stronger now so the the workout scales really well so that was another reason why we chose it because 
literally everybody can do it or a variation of it. Um, and you can see yourself progressing over time. Even when you start doing the RX weights, now you can start moving faster and faster. So that was kind of the, the process to just put a bow on it and be like, you know what, this is a great workout. Little to no modifications needed for everybody. Yeah. Let's get everybody together on a Saturday, get the barbells and a bunch of weight out, crank the music and, you know, have some fun. Yeah, and plus, you know, speaking of scaling, I mean, that's one that they do in the CrossFit Games quite a bit, and they yes. might do a double DT or just do DT, but mm-hmm. you can see their weights, and you can see the weights that you did, and yep. it's a good idea as far as the scaling, and it gives you some perspective right. of how fit those athletes really are. Right, yeah, and, and that's true. The, the CrossFit Games have done it, and, you know, it's kind of just this staple workout. Yeah, they've done a double DT. They've done a heavy DT where I think it was – what 225 instead of 155 or something like that and they were finishing in the same time domain or even faster than you and i are finishing it so it is one of those workouts that's kind of a a standard you know the majority of these are but a standard across all crossfit so yeah those that are interested in looking at kind of the bigger picture uh that workout and others in here have that component where yeah not just are you looking at the leaderboard within kci which is nice and and obviously trying to improve your own score but for some people for you and me and others it's like hey what am i doing on a larger scale what's this bigger picture and and what's my capacity as a you know 37 year old guy compared to whomever my peers are across the united states of the world and christine's doing a really good job with posting the percentiles and how you kind of rank and that helps out a lot and you know the other cool thing about the benchmarking effort is is you can youtube you know Mm -hmm. most of these workouts and like i i've done it fight gone bad they had a lot of really good youtube videos on and then jackie Mm -hmm. they had um i watched a few videos on um dan bailey doing it uh jason cleveland doing it and it was just really cool to watch them, you know, knock out Jackie in under, you know, five minutes because they can do the, they can do the 30 pull-ups like no problem at all, you know? Yeah, you do. And so. 50 thrusters in 90 seconds or less. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so to watch them do it, it just gives you good perspective and it just makes you appreciate how fit that they are. And it's uh it's pretty cool to watch. So. Yeah, Definitely. And then for Saturday after DT is so we're doing class at nine to ten, and then it's hangout after the words. Yeah. Yep. Hangout afterwards. Um, we'll put some more details out. What we're gonna do? You know, maybe just bring a favorite drink and something to snack on, and just hang out for an hour, or hour and a half, two hours, and socialize a little bit. Cool. All right. Well, we'll have to uh, recap the whole effort here um, in a future podcast, but. I think it's been a lot of fun. It's been successful so far. So hopefully yeah. we keep doing it. I know we will. It, uh, yeah, again, this week's been awesome. I really look forward to next week. And again, I I truly look forward to six months from now and we do all this again and, and really be able to look back and have those conversations too. Yeah.